Hello everyone, this is Marianne here. You're listening to Random Sage. Um, and uh, good morning, afternoon, evening to you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your feedback on my podcast. Um, and if you haven't got a cuppa, why don't you go and get a, uh, get one or something else that you, you want to kick back and uh, just relax here. Um, so, uh, this podcast, why did I begin it? I, well, um, it satisfies both the journalist within me, uh, the researcher within me, and also the intuitive within me. It allows me to go back to my roots. Uh, I think I spoke about this in my first show where I talked about doing a community radio show and that I was trained in both radio, um, television and print journalism way, way, way back then. Um, as you know, my story, if you haven't listened to that story, go back and have a listen. Um, a fairly serious health uh, health issue, cancer, uh, made me give up my orthodox mainstream career uh, as my spiritual awareness started to really come online. And uh, over the last seven years now, I've been um, fairly focused on developing my intuition, learning about astrology, uh, reconnecting with the art of tarot uh, and learning mediumship, studying clairvoyance. My uh, strength, of course, is clairvoyance um, and, in and intuition. So I bring all those skills together and doing a podcast was a way to really highlight that Today I want to talk about uh, personal choice uh, and what is occurring in the US and other other parts of the world who seem to be following suit around personal choice. We have in Australia, I, I want to bring to um, bring to everyone's attention that we will be having a referendum at the end of this year in 2023 to vote on whether or not Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people deserve a voice to the Australian Parliament. Uh, it, the, it will be a constitutional change and to change our constitution we need to do that via a referendum. It's pretty tough getting a referendum up in Australia um, and uh, this, this would recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as our first peoples, our first nations people and also um, establish a voice. And then beyond that, if the referendum is successful, beyond that, Parliament, our Australian Parliament, will get to uh, pass legislation on what that voice might look like. Now, our opposition, our conservative parties here, have uh, really, before, before they heard any of the legal, um, the scholarly, legal, uh, constitutional type evidence around this, whether it would work, whether it wouldn't, whether it would lead to high court challenges, um, if it was indeed constitutional, how it would impact on parliament, uh, whether it would create roadblocks. Before all of that evidence was worked through by parliamentary uh, committees, our opposition party said they would say no to establishing a voice. They would not vote in a referendum. They would, well, they would vote in a referendum. They would urge their members to vote no for this constitutional change. 
they're actively going to campaign on the no vote. So that is really, really disappointing. I think most of us who had open minds on this, even if we wanted to see more detail, wanted the opposition to show leadership and seek out that detail. We wanted both the government and the opposition to come together and give us the clarity we needed to vote for that change in, in, change in our constitution. But now, thanks to our conservative opposition, we're going to get a highly partisan campaign on this, which is really going to make it hard to get a yes vote. And why did I start my podcast with this? Because I wanted to talk about choice. I wanted to talk about government uh, allowing, being responsible, allowing us to make our own choices, giving us the information and allowing us to make our own choices. Because increasingly across the world, we are seeing the lack of leadership of governments, regardless of what side of the political aisle they're on, which are lead, which is leading to taking away our choice. In America, they're currently putting forward very, very draconian, they say it's a bipartisan legislation, I'm not sure about that. Uh, there are Democrats as well as Republicans there putting forward this fairly draconian legislation or bill which would ban TikTok, the Chinese-owned uh, TikTok in America, which would take the choice away from millions, millions of Americans. I think 120 Americans use TikTok, particularly young Americans, would take their choice away from them as to whether or not they should, they can use this particular social media. So rather than fix what, what the issues were, perhaps seeking divesting of the uh, Chinese ownership, perhaps securing information on American servers only, perhaps looking at reform of social media generally to make sure that uh, underage users were not exposed to content that, that, that they shouldn't be seeing, regardless, and fi regardless they, rather than fixing the problem, they've moved to for political expediency and in doing so are disenfranchising 120 million Americans' rights to choose what social media platform they want to use. If they're going to go after TikTok like this, then they need to be going after Twitter. I think there's Chinese ownership there of the Musk-controlled Twitter. Every social media platform sells our data. Fix the problems. Don't take away personal choice. I'm not on TikTok, but I know a lot of young people are, and they deserve better. Fix the problems. Don't take away the choice. Now, also in America, we're seeing a Texas ju judge 
move to uh, ban, try and ban nationally the uh, what is known as the abortion pill. Medication that doctors prescribe to women who may wish to exercise their constitutional right over their own bodies and health. They are taking away, again, personal choice. the same time, a judge in Washington state uh, ruled, a federal judge ruled, that this that seven, the Democratic states could have access to this medication. Likely it will go before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court have already overturned America's abortion right, pro-choice right. What right have they to take away our rights? Now, you might say, well, this is happening in the US. Well, around the time that the right to life movement became stronger in America, it also became stronger in Australia. We were lucky at the time in my home state to have a female premier. She was on the conservative side of the aisle. She was a moderate. She was pro-women. She moved to bring a bill before the New South Wales Parliament to guarantee women's right to make the choice for themselves about their bodies. But just as quickly as this extreme extremism and wanting to erode our freedoms and choices catches on in the US, it inevitably filters to other Western countries. Again, in the US, we are looking at uh, wholesale bans on, on books and information that people are entitled to seek out and choose for themselves. It's outlandish the type of information that some states like Florida are trying to ban. It seems to me that this is a recipe for disaster, for the GOP, for the Republicans, for the any government, any party, opposition party that seeks to take away choice, personal choice and freedoms and become a closed society like those societies we revile. In China, they don't have choice. It's a communist state. It's a dictatorship. In Russia, they don't have choice. It's an authoritarian regime run by a war criminal. Vlad the invader, a murderer. In Hungary, Viktor Orban, another extremist dictator. Belarus. It seems that just as the these parties, movements are becoming more extreme that seek to take away our choice. That's called fascism. At the same time, we're getting a groundswell of movement by the people, by the people, for the people. We saw in Tennessee this week, they're being referred to as the Tennessee Three, two young black people 
Americans and a white woman pro peacefully protesting in the Tennessee Parliament legislature banned by a Republican majority held legislature banned kicked out of their Congress their state Congress there are moves now to uh, so two two the two young men were kicked out the one white woman elderly woman remained on what grounds did she remain and the other two were kicked out well apparently she stood quietly beside the reps who spoke into a microphone because their own microphones within the legislature were cut off that's their reasoning as to why they kept one white woman and expelled two black young men taking away choice taking away democratic choice really eroding democracy and we see this knee-jerk fear the, the Tennessee Three were protesting along with the youth at the recent school shooting in Tennessee that resulted in the loss of six lives peacefully protesting so I don't know why the Republicans cannot see that this will not win them elections that they need to move toward the center that they need to be very very conscious that what they're doing is the very thing they are accusing others of doing taking away democratic choice there's a real distinction here one is progress progressive policies which seek to create equality that have nothing to do with anyone else same-sex marriage how does that affect I'm in a, uh, a marriage with my husband Eric have been for 34 years why or how am I affected by our neighbor down the road for example who may be in a same-sex marriage how does that affect me it doesn't however taking away my future grandchild's right to make choices about her own body that's not just that that has a direct impact on people and there's the difference the ultra conservatives want to make laws which erode our freedoms the progressives want equality so live and let live it seems that the ultra-conservatives, the extremists, can't just let live, live and let live. It seems they want to be in our lounge rooms, be in our bookshelves, be in our hospitals, be in the room with our GP, be in our right to have a healthy and functioning democracy be in our fair elections and try and overturn them I, I could go on I could go on and all of this is born from fear and because they cannot or will not evolve 
And so this is this is a product of fear. Fear of progress. Fear of progress. It's pretty dark. Okay, so I want to uh, look at these Tennessee three, the two that were ejected from the Tennessee state legislature. Will they retain or be given back their seats? Apparently their councils in their districts can vote to reinstate them. Will uh, the Tennessee legislature, GOP-led, GOP-led legislature back down? Will these two Tennessee lawmakers get their seats back? I I, I see I see young people. Um, I see more protests coming. Whether whether they are or whether they aren't, whether they do or whether they don't, there is more to come and a lot more to come. These young people are either voters in twenty twenty four or in 2028, but voters nevertheless. We get the whole, I guess, make America great again. The, the, I've spoken about this on my po podcast before. It's rooted in the past. It's, it's wanting to take, take us back to the 50s. This is an ageing demographic that want things to to remain as they were decades ago. And they do this, they do this by attacking, attacking minorities, attacking those minorities that may become majorities. I feel they made a grave mistake in, in taking this action because it just really what looks like the start of a new civil rights movement. I feel that they will be allowed to go back. They are now wanting stability. And we see a new, a recognition that perhaps they went too far. But of course, it's out of insecurity it's out of fear, fear and insecurity. Oh, we're going to be overtaken. I see at least one lawmaker getting their seat back. I also see an intervention at the federal level. And I see some lawmakers, some Republican lawmakers in that Tennessee parliament, or Congress, legislature, state legislature, regretting what they've done. I feel that when they come back, they will have heavy restrictions put on them, or they'll try, they will try, but something wonderful is being manifested at this time. Something new, a new emotional it's a reunion of coming back to oneself. It's a reunion of the will to fight for freedom. And so is this the start of a, a new civil rights movement? It's the start of balance returning. The strength of moderate, moderate policies returning and a movement away from extremism, 
Tennessee. Tennessee. I think Nashville will get their rep back. I see one returning fairly quickly. And I see a regret over some from some lawmakers in Tennessee that they took this action. It was a knee-jerk reaction. And it is the start of something new. Republicans, watch out. In 2024, the younger generation are coming for you. And if any other <laughs> conservative party, whether they be in Australia, Canada, UK, go down this same track, they will lose time and time again. Wake up. The future is here.